Are you having a hard time finding a good book to read about Twin Peaks? Did you finish binge-watching Twin Peaks in quarantine, and now you're looking for more? If so, we have the book for you. Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book. Based off the popular show from the 1990s, read about the making of each episode from over 100 cast and crew members. This book covers Season 1, Season 2, Firewalk With Me, and Season 3. But wait, there's more! This book has commentary from the community and the host from the wildly popular podcast Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Order now! Supplies are very limited. Go to bluerosemag.com today. And welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped 4.0. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kazaska. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ben. I can't believe we're now in 4.0 mode. Yes, that was Krista Bell there doing Sycamore Trees. Our new theme song. Our new theme song. Pretty cool. I can't believe uh, we're past the final. We're moving on to other things. It feels kind of surreal. <laughs> it does. It feels like we're in a dream. Within a dream. Within a dr- <laughs> we're living in a dream, but who is the dreamer? I don't know if I'm the dreamer, but maybe it's you. Brian. I think it's David Lynch. <laughs> David we're all Lynch. really living in his world. Yeah. What is kind of surreal is like, so we're moving on, and like I think we're really going after uh, interviews. So we are on the phone with Sabrina Sutherland, executive producer of Twin Peaks The Return. Hi, Sabrina. Hello. <laughs> nice to be here. Yeah. Well, first I want to say congratulations. What a wonderful, creative project that you guys put together. It is such an amazing work of art. Oh, thank you very much. I wanted to start off with, with kind of just getting to know you and, like, how did you get into the film television business? Well, uh, well, that's a long story. I went to school uh, in college, you know, and I did major in film. Then my first job was at Paramount as a page, and I was a tour guide. And then I worked, my first, like, real job on a set was on the TV show Webster. Oh, wow. wow. That's awesome. (laughs) It's been a long story, basically. And now I'm here working on Twin Peaks, which is great. That's awesome. And you you worked on the original Twin Peaks. Was it the second season that you came on board? Yeah. I was working on another TV show when the first season aired, and I was captivated by the pilot. We'd record it, and then we were working nights on this other show, and so we'd play, you know, a VHS tape at night while we were shooting, and we'd be watching Twin Peaks. We didn't have time otherwise, and we just loved it. And so as soon as my show was done, I called the production office of Twin Peaks, and they were just going to be starting the next season. So it was a very, you know, lucky call that they needed somebody and asked to come down the next day, which I did. 
and I got hired. That's awesome. That was really That's cool. Right. I think I heard that you didn't really see David Lynch much when you when you were there because he wasn't as involved or he wasn't there as much on the second season. Is that correct? That that is correct. Mark uh, was really the person who ran uh, the second season. And he was there, and Harley Payton, I think, was considered the showrunner. Yeah. But really, it was kind of Mark who was kind of running it with him, kind of a, the overseer of Harley, and um, Bob Engels was there, pretty much. Yeah. Those were the three. And then David came in for his shows. You know, didn't really have much interaction with David unless he was in for his shows that he directed. Sure. But then you went on to work on um, On the Air and Hotel Room. Can you tell us how you got involved with those projects? Well, I met on Twin Peaks a gentleman by the name of Deepak Nair, who was, I think, the second AD on the second season. And then he did Fire Walk with me. I think he was the first AD on that. And then he ended up becoming David's producer. Wow. And, yes, Deepak hired me to work on On the Air and Hotel Room, and I worked with Deepak on a whole bunch of other projects over the years. But I worked with him. He hired me to come in on Lost Highway. Oh, wow. Cool. That's my favorite David Lynch film. I love (laughs) Lost Highway. It's so good. I love Lost Highway. I I think it's such a fun film. I really do. So when did you actually meet David Lynch, and when did you get maybe your relationship grow to the point that maybe you were a lot closer? Well, I mean, I met him on the second season, but, you know, and I met him, I obviously worked with him on these other shows. But I was just in kind of a different capacity. I think maybe Lost Highway, interacting with him a little bit more just because I'd be on set and I had, I was then production supervisor. So I went up from production coordinator to production supervisor. I was doing a little bit more work on the show and having to deal with him a little bit more. And I'd be the person he'd have to, you know, if he wanted a a crane or something like that, something that's outside of the norm. I was the person because I was controlling the budget and ah. the, everything, and so he would say, hey, can we get a technocrane today? Can we, can we work that in? And that yeah. would be me. Neat. That is really something. Yeah. And you were involved with uh, Twin Peaks, The Missing Pieces. Can you tell us a little bit about how you, what your involvement with that was? Sure. So in order to do The Missing Pieces, myself, I guess, a co- and a couple other people, we went to the storage where all the film was and went through all the boxes huh. to figure out what was in the boxes. So I kind of created budget to see if it was feasible to do this wow. and you know what it would cost and then find out what exactly there was. And of course, uh, Eureka went through and was able to catalog all of the the film that was there. David went through to see everything and see what was left and what could actually be used, what was considered something that wasn't already used. Mm. Um, Because Noriko hadn't worked on the original either on Fire Walk With Me. And Dean uh, went through all the, the sound to see what was there. Let's see, just kind of overseeing the editorial process yeah. of getting all of that stuff together and working with MK2, who has the film, and getting it to CBS. That's cool. You know, I waited like over 20 years or about 20 years for it, and I know so many fans are so excited that we actually did get to see the missing pieces. And what's special about this is I think it seems rare is that you guys kind of retook that and you really did clean it up and you and you did the sound and you put music on it. And usually, you know, you have a deleted scene or something and there's not that much 
to it. To it. Yeah. So I was, it's so impressive what you guys did with the material. Well, that was definitely David. You know, David went through it. He wanted it to be something special. And, you know, these scenes are the scenes that are there. There's nothing that's missing. It is the complete <laughs> film, and whatever is not included in there was not shot. Wow. So these, these really are all of the missing scenes. There, there's nothing there. And, you know, we weren't sure. You know, people are thinking maybe it would be 30 minutes, but to be an hour and a half, that's really great. Yeah, it's you like know? almost like another movie, really. Yeah. So. And the way David put it together was just so brilliant, I oh, thought. Nice. It was like its own film, in, a, in you know, in its own way. Definitely. It's pretty neat. And so now here we are with the new series. Am I right? It was like four or five years ago that you got involved with, with the, the return of Twin Peaks? I got involved towards the end of 2012, I think. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, where I started doing stuff that David and Mark had been working prior to that and writing. Yeah. So I came in and David explained to me exactly what they were thinking, what they had written down and then kind of what they were hoping to do. And I had to create a budget and a schedule based on that of what kind of like a projection of what it possibly could be so that people would say, okay, you know, whether or not they would want to support something like that. Something that's neat. You know, I, I think there must be a lot involved with figuring out a budget. Like, I mean, you have the people, the actors, but then you have the cost of so many other things. And one of the things I was impressed with was was the special effects even in this show. And I imagine that's something you have to figure out. Like, how much budget do you have to be able to do these 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 effects? Yeah, well, you have to figure out how to do everything. And um, at that time in 2012, a lot of it was still in David's head, some of the stuff. So like effects and those kinds of things. Those were, you know, visuals that David had in his head, not, and it wasn't even on a written page. So mm. kind of trying to estimate what that might be is definitely a challenge. But it's not just the effects. I mean, it's everything. Any right. stunts, any vehicles, any the clothing, the um, set, the locations, and what would be built and what would be practical. You know, it's a lot of stuff to think about. And so I just would work with David on everything and then having to find out if those locations were even feasible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, David and I went on a scout early on at the end of uh, 2014. He and I went up to Washington to see what was there. And we had the most wonderful people who took us around. We were able to look at, at everything that had been in the original and Fire Walk With Me. And then also we were looking at things that David thought, well, maybe, you know, possible things that could be in the new series. Yeah. So we did that well before we even started pre-production, just to see what was there. Yeah. Wow. You know. And be, having the chance that Brian and I got to go to the festival and seeing some of these locations, I love to see how, like, some of these locations were so close to each other, and I, I probably made things, uh, shooting it so much easier that you could work on, I don't know, you could work yeah. on uh, the hit-and-run hit mom scene, and then right over there nearby was a hotel, oh no, what was the it? Hotel. it was the, the, the home of, uh, what was it, one of the Hayward sisters. To see all these locations near each other, I'm sure that made it a lot easier for you guys. No, to be honest with you, everything is based on what David wants. Huh. And David is always looking for what, what's right, what he sees in his head. And it's just like an actor. You know, the person is chosen because they're right for the role. The location is picked because it's right for what he sees in his head. So I guess we were lucky that a lot of things ended up being very close by each other. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it came to, like, Big Ed's gas farm. That just ended up being... 
down the street versus the other one, which was a little bit further away, the yeah. original one. I'm always trying to organize my life, but I'm trying to think about like what you had to do to create this. Did you have bi lots of binders? <laughs> did you use an iPad? Like, how did you keep everything so organized? <laughs> uh, I wish I was so organized. I don't know. I guess I have a lot of little notepads. I do. I'm very tactile, so I do a lot of writing. And David likes to draw a lot of things, so I always had a little notebook I kept with me that he could draw in, nice. so that I could always refer to it, you know, to see what he was thinking. I guess that's the best organization. That and my computer. Yeah. Yeah. And you've kind of talked about it a little bit already, but what did you, what did your role of executive producer really entail? Like, what was the many different jobs that you had as executive producer? I guess I was producer and executive producer. I'd made sure that whatever David's vision was, was translated onto the screen the way he wanted it. Whether it was helping him find locations, finding crew people that he uh, either had worked with in the past or introducing him to new people, making sure that David had to approve everything, yeah. every single thing that you see in every frame, David wow. is approved. So he had the biggest role of anybody, and I just tried to organize that to make sure that everybody was able to get to him to have answers to their questions. Because he'd, he'd approve, uh, like, wardrobe. He looked at everything, every color, every picture, every, you know, shirt and skirt and zipper and whatever. He approved everything, and he would say what he wanted, and they would have to try and make that. The same with the set or the way the locations looked. He was very specific. So people always had to try and make what, the, what he wanted and then get his approval on it wow. or else we couldn't move forward. And, of course, my job was not only to get that creative vision but do it within the budget you know, that we had. Yeah. Wow. Hearing that, and I think about, like, I know this is kind of called almost like one movie, but I almost feel like this is like nine <laughs> Lynch films. Like, yeah. Because of all the different hours. I'm so impressed that Lynch was able to do all of this because, I mean, when I think about the original series, it was, I think he did about six episodes. So for him to go from six episodes in two seasons to actually do 18 parts is 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 amazing. It's it's. <laughs> it's a big undertaking for all of you. Did you feel that way, or did you just take it day by day and not think of how, how big this project was? <laughs> no, you know, this was really, it was huge, and it was different because um, a regular TV show, or a usual TV show, I should say, each episode is done separately, so you usually have a different director. Yeah. They usually will kind of alternate directors, like one Episode one, we'll have one director. Episode two, we'll have a different director. Episode three might have the same director as episode one. Because what happens is, as you're shooting one episode, the episode that was just shot is being edited. So you have multiple episodes being worked on at one time. Yeah. But David directed everything. Wow. So we did everything like a movie. And you're right, when you think about it, it's like we did nine movies. Yeah. In the same period of time, you would normally do one feature film. That is an amazing wow. undertaking. That really is impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's something else. We just had to have a schedule and keep to a schedule. And I think one of the best things that, that happened, I think, during production was I was able to go through the script with David repeatedly and from you know put together kind of a first draft of a schedule and then find out from him if he felt like he could do that much in that day. Sure. Yeah. And keep 
honing it down, honing it down, before even Scott Cameron, the first AD, came on. And, and Scott's really the one who then organizes the shoot. But because I was able to go through it with him so much before Scott even came on, it really helped us pinpoint, you know, how we could schedule everything and make it like clockwork. And then, you know, hitting post-production was very difficult because, again, we had a very short period of time and normally editing and mixing and doing visual effects and music, all of that stuff was condensed down into a time frame that's usually the, what you have for one feature film for two hours. Wow. And we had 18 hours. That Man, is something that else. is something else. <laughs> yeah, it was really hard. I would say that the harder part of the two between production and post was probably post. Wow. There was not only a lot of work, but I should say, too, with post, again, we were doing it like a feature film, so, you know, we couldn't start on the process of music or mixing until David edited everything, until everything was done being edited. You know, you just didn't know where everything was going to be, so you can't, you don't want to do it twice. Yeah. So, you know, he went through all of that before then he would go in, get all the music, do the mixing, and then because we just didn't have enough time to do everything, we were color timing at night. Wow. So David and would be, you know, we'd be working during the day, and then David and I would go to the... um, post facility at night to do the color correction and that again was being done as one big thing we weren't starting to make tapes to be sent to showtime until everything was done then once everything was done we started making everything wow i'm curious with editing like did you did you work in sections or were you like able to put everything on a computer and say, okay, here's all 18 plus hours and can we fiddle around with it? Like, is that something that you would have just done little parts of or would you have access to it all at one time? While we're shooting, you have um, Dwayne Dunham, who was the main editor, and some of the other editors who were working with him were assembling as footage came in. They'd assemble it while we were shooting. Ah. Oh. So they had an initial kind of outline based on the script for David when he got to the editing process. And then David started working with Dwayne, and that went on for uh, a while. And and then the editorial department, Dwayne left, and the editors left, and then David went back through and was editing. Wow. He continued and going through different things, and then... um, and we were finally done with editing. Wow. But everything was looked at by David. And when you, when you say David, did he actually was he actually sitting at the computer and like cutting and I mean like doing? Yes. Wow, that is impressive. I mean, I knew he kind of did that when back in the day of DavidLynch.com when he had his own projects. But it's impressive to see a big project like this that he kind of took over, and that is really something. What was your favorite part of the process of making the return? I just really enjoyed being with the people. I love working with David. I love working with so many of the crew, our friends of mine. So it's just working with the people is probably the best part. Yeah. yeah. It's really it's really difficult in my position. The producer is never the most liked person on set because <laughs> I'm always the person, you know, watching the money and being the overseer of telling people don't say anything and no spoilers. I'm the policeman. I'm kind of the the bad guy on a on a film. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. but it's, it's kind of stressful. But I, I really, I really loved it, and and I think the people are the best part. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory or something you re- that was very memorable 
working on pre-production or production or post-production? My all-time favorite thing is there was at one point where everything was kind of put together and David had done his pass with the editing. And then I got to sit with David and watch it for the first time for me to go through from the beginning to the end. I hadn't, I had seen pieces, but I, David didn't want me to see it put together until a particular time. And then he said, okay, now's the time. And so then I sat with him and I watched each show. Wow. And that was probably my favorite part, just to see the stuff come alive. I had seen everything being shot. I had seen things as they were being edited, but I hadn't seen it as one big thing. That is so pretty cool. That was my best part, yeah. yeah. And you got to be floor attendant Jackie in the casino <laughs> there. <laughs> How was yes. that for you? How was that being an actor? I mean, all this time you've been behind the camera and now you're in front of the camera. Oh, it was fun. It was so much fun. I mean, you know, people are so supportive, so it was good. David was, I don't know, testing me maybe or just <laughs> not sure, but he, he would throw things, change dialogue, things like that. Oh, really? right before. <laughs> yeah. So for, for me, not being an actor, it was kind of, you know, hair-raising because yeah. I was like, oh, no, I can't even remember what I'm supposed to say. Now you're giving me something else to say. So, um, but it was all fun. It was really great. And the very first take, Kyle was Dougie. And I know Kyle. And when we're in the scene, I come up to him and talk to him. And he turned and he spoke his line. And I think the first take, I just kind of sit backwards because he was something I didn't recognize at all. He was so in that character. He's so good. He's so versatile and just really amazing in all the characters that he does in, in Twin Peaks. I mean, I, I really think he did yeah. a stellar performance. But um, when he hit me with that Dougie, I I didn't know what to say. I kind of stuttered. <laughs> and so then in the scene, I'm supposed to follow him down this corridor kind of and turn around a corner, and we're out of the shot. And so then Kyle looks at me and goes, oh, that's the first time you met Dougie, huh? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Awesome. Uh... Totally. It was just, it was really neat. And I thought I really liked your character. She she was so frantic and she was so upset and, and I thought I thought you did a great job at at your character. <laughs> In the AMA, you mentioned you were still working on Twin Peaks: The Return. Is this for like releasing in other countries or other areas? Uh, well, first let me just qualify one thing. So you guys know, and it's just I guess because of the way it's been promoted through Showtime. But the show is just Twin Peaks, uh-huh. and the return is something that Showtime put on so that it could be distinguished in, like, the TV guide or whatever, that it wasn't the original series, that it was the new series. Mm. Oh. Yeah. But it's, so, you know, it's just Twin Peaks. Okay, and Mark okay. Frost has said this, too, before. So, I've heard him say that, but it's always yeah. Showtime. And I actually went to Showtime's office in New York, and, and they were saying, oh, we're calling it The Return. So I think, yeah, yeah. that's where... The, For marketing, it does work because it does give it a different... But thank you, Sabrina. That clarifies things a little better. Yeah, well, and, you know, I'm sure forever it's going to be known as that, but um, truly it's just Twin Peaks. If we got to ever see the script, which we all would love to see, would it, on the script, would it just say Twin Peaks? I think it just says, let me see. I have a script right here. (laughs) Let me look. Um, You know, to be honest... 
It doesn't even have a cover page. Wow. Ah, that's secretive. That is something. Yeah. So there is no cover page, but it is just Twin Peaks. You're not done with your job. You still have things to do. I mean, can you share it all, what you're still working on? There's a lot of deliverables for a TV show. It's not just the broadcast. There are, um, you know, different broadcasters all over the world, and they all want different things. So there are different tapes or different media huh. to provide. I see. Um, there are um, also a free TV versions so that it can be aired on different channels that, you know, won't allow cursing or sex yeah. or violence and that kind of thing. So there, there are other deliverables outside of just what you see on TV. I hope you'll be done soon because I know it's been a long time, almost five years that you've been spending on this. I'm sure you, you need a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be nice, but I'm enjoying it. I'm oh, really, uh, really enjoying it. I think the show turned out to be an incredible show, and I'm so honored that I was able to work on it, and I'm so happy. I love working with David Lynch. He's such a great person and such a great director. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've worked with people who aren't so great, and, and it's just you realize how nice it is to work with somebody like him, and you just want to savor that and relish the time that you're, you're there. So I'm not looking to just move on to something else because I just want to enjoy this for a little bit. I love that at the end of some of these shows you have In Memory Of. Well, the In Memory Of, uh, of course, is to honor those who passed away, um, either prior to our show, but were integral to the show and, and we used their clips, or people who were on the show who passed away before the show aired. And Marv Rosen, for example, who played Toad, such a lovely man. Mm. And I should tell you a story about Marv because he was such an incredible guy. Lovely to work with. He was the cook at the Double R Diner. I remember talking to him with a couple of nights and he just, he was so happy to be there. Thrilled to have been called back. He mm. was in Firewalk with me. Oh yeah. And yeah. he was just a wonderful guy. And I think it was only a week later, he passed away after working with us. Oh. We were we were still up in Washington when he passed away. And as you know, we have NDAs, and you know nobody's supposed to say anything to anybody. Yeah. And he had kept all of this a secret from his family. Family didn't know that he was working on it. Oh. And he was going to surprise them, and they found out after, you know, he passed away. You know, just such a, a wonderful man, I can't say. It makes, it's going to make me cry. But oh, It is a wonderful gift in some ways to yeah. everybody that he actually was able to film this and people could have that forever. I mean, that is such a gift that he was able to give. Yeah. And it's interesting, so his name is Toad, but there was a Toad in the original series, and I wonder if that was uh, a way to honor the other Toad. There was a Toad that was just, I don't know if he was a truck driver, but he was somebody who was a customer uh, in the original series. You know, I think in the original series that might have been a character that, that came up in a different, um, maybe like a, a different director's uh. thing that David was unaware of because when he did Fire Walk With Me, um, he had the character of Toad in that movie. Yeah, okay. And so we just reprised that character from Firewalk With Me. Oh, very good. Oh. Nice. So I was curious, did David Lynch 
direct himself. I mean, so like he, you know, he, there's plenty of times he's in the in the show, and he killed it. I he think did he, it. he did. Yeah. I want to see a whole show <laughs> based off his character and you know Tammy, and I want I like. I, I want those guys I to ju- they shined and I love yeah uh, he really did no, he, yeah I think David yeah. did a great job in comedy and yes. playing straight and yeah he yeah. was he really was something else yeah I think he should be nominated Definitely. I'm saying that right now he should be nominated for an Emmy that would be yeah awesome. and, and Kyle like a whole bunch like yeah, oh my so god many people killed it so. yeah but is that it, it, would okay. there be another director like would somebody else stand in to help direct that scene or would David just no no. <laughs> no 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 David directed David directed everything he directed yeah. himself he directed everybody who was on set with him and right. he directed everybody when they you know he wasn't acting when we were lighting in between setups he'd come back he'd be the director he'd answer questions huh. he would whatever he needed to do but then when he went on as Gordon Cole he'd put his hearing aid on and whatever else and yeah. keep Gordon Cole isn't that something though? So like you know, with Mark Frost, he he wrote it. He's he's doing makeup. He's doing clothing. He's acting. He's he's uh he's directing. Jack of all and trades. He's editing and stuff like yeah. that. It is quite impressive to see how much he was involved with this, and and it shows. I mean, you definitely yeah. feels like this is his work. And now he did. Uh, he, like I said, he he worked harder on this than anybody else. Yeah, yeah, anybody definitely. Else. Shows. He you know a hundred percent. He was involved with everything, and everything again had to go through him. So, um, and he was hands-on, like you say. He did do makeup. He would build stuff. He did visual effects. He did editing. He did music. He did all kinds of stuff. So he is one uh, one person who should be recognized as really making this the film that it is. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know if it was you that mentioned it or where I heard this recently, but he he came up with his own uh, lipstick. Like, there was not the right shade of lipstick uh, for somebody. I think that's what it was. Maybe oh, it was for Diane. But that was Laura Dern. Yeah, now, oh, see, Laura that's Dern, the thing. that's right. Yeah. Like, so with Laura, so Laura came up uh, with all kinds of ideas, and he, she and David together created the whole Diane look. Wow. You know, all the clothing, her wigs, her makeup, everything. And the two of them figured out exactly what that look would be. And I think that's such an incredible collaboration. Yeah. Her her character looks stunning. I agree, yeah. stunning. And it's so funny that you know, t- you know, we waited like over 25 years to see what Diane would look like. Brian and I talk about whether she was real and so like that. Yeah. Then to see her and it's like of course nothing like I could have ever imagined. Never. She's perfect too. She's yeah. just- so you got to be go to the fest. I think this was the first time you've gone to the Twin Peaks Fest. Can can you share what that experience was for you? Sure. Well, I've heard about it forever and I'm so happy that I was able to go. People there were very very nice to me. But everybody felt like family, you know, yeah. everybody was just so great. And you could tell that you're all friends mm, yes. and you all really have the same common interest, but you have other things to, you know, you're all different, but you kind of come together for this one thing. And it's really, it's wonderful. I can see how when you leave at the end, you kind of have this depressed feeling mm-hmm. because yeah. you know, you're around everybody that there's some kind of magic or something in the air that that's really exciting and tangible. And when you leave that and you're by yourself again, it's very deflating. Yeah. Yeah. It was our first festival as well. And, man, coming back home, 
It was rough. They didn't want to leave. I'm not the only one that was on a high for a week. <laughs> I still feel like I'm on a high. I just like took it all in, and yeah. I thought it was wonderful. The whole experience was It hasn't great. hit Ben it yet. It hasn't hit me yeah. yet. I'm disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really, I, I thought it was so great. I just wish I had had more time. Yeah. yeah it too. just seemed, it went really fast. It did. That's what it was. It just went fast. And Sabrina, it was so special to have you there, and you brought uh, Part 12, and to have you there and present it, and for us to all be together, once in a lifetime, to be able to see Twin Peaks as it was happening with the, in the community, it was so special, and I was so thankful that you came to show us that. Oh, well, thank you. I, I was really happy that David was so interested, too. I mean, David was right there with us. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah, he, he was, called in, and he's... He was there. <laughs> oh... I, I pictured David watching, like turning the show on exactly when you we hit play oh. and watching it. He did. He did. He did. Oh, is that what he did? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It at the same time we were watching it. Yeah. That is that so is cool. Because so, so I was like, you know, we're talking about that, and I'm like, well, she said David's watching it too. So I, I thought to myself, I pictured him watching it. And I almost, a part of me was like, I wonder if we were on speakerphone <laughs> and he could hear. All the cheering uh, and the laughter. Because I have to say, that episode, when you're watching it with everybody, your, your closest friends in the world, they're all in one room, yeah. it, it really um, elevates the episode. But it really showed his comic timing. Like, the beats of everything, were, they worked, and they it was just so good. And I just pictured him listening in over the phone. Sabrina, can you share with us? Did you actually, <laughs> was he listening in over the phone? <laughs> <laughs> I won't share that. All right, all right. Uh, I like to keep my imagination tells me that's what happened, yeah. but I like to think yeah. that. I think, but it was so awesome. It was such a great moment. I think so we'll all have for the rest of our lives that who knows if that'll ever happen again, right. but, but that I'm so glad we had yeah. it. Yeah. I, we're almost done, but I, I I love how David Lynch has these like happy accidents, and he does things like on the spur of the moment if it inspires him. I don't know why this is what I'm thinking about, but I think about that whole sweeping in the roadhouse, and I imagine that that wasn't in the script. I just imagine that like someone maybe was actually sweeping, and David was like, okay, let's let's just keep it going. And and can you share with that? Was that a, a scene that was just in, he was inspired to do? Did he have a lot of happy accidents? That was something that he came up with. That it wasn't scripted, but it wasn't somebody who was sweeping. Willie, who was doing the sweeping, worked on our crew. Wonderful guy. I think David asked him if I think he had it. It wasn't that David saw him. David had it in his head, his mind's eye of what he wanted to see, and he asked, "Hey, Willie, will you go over there and sweep?" <laughs> and so Willie went over and swept yeah. and just said, "You know, just keep sweeping." And I think some, probably some people that drives them crazy, but I love that about Lynch. I loved it in the second season premiere where yeah. where the waiter comes in and it's like it seems like it's taken a long time, but it's just it's at Lynch's own pace. And I love that that he doesn't care what anybody else would think. He's just going to do it at his pace, and yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, he he does, you know, whatever he sees, it's it's his art. Yeah, yeah. So. Those long those long scenes too. It's like you can you can pause them. And you could literally frame that and put it on your wall. It's yeah, like it's, it, it's a wonderful photo, a, a moment of time yeah. too. 
Yeah, I, well, I just want to say to you, thank you so much for all the hard work you've put into almost five years. And it means so much to the fans. It means so much to us that what you did. And your work shows. I mean, we it was yeah. because of you, because of your hard work every day that we got this product. And I know Lynch and I know Frost and so many other people were part of this. But it was also what you were doing every day that made this happen. So I want to say thank you yeah. so much for that. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. And you're welcome. And thank you guys for being the fans that you are. I know that the show wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for the fans. I know that. So we're all so grateful for the fans. So thank you guys. So thank you, Sabrina, for being on today's show. What an honor, honestly, to have her one of our first guests after uh, Twin Peaks coming back. It doesn't get much bigger than that. I mean, when you think about it, she was there almost from the beginning of this. So it was so special to have her on and get perspective of the show. Yeah. And it, also, I, I look at it, it's like, wow, you know, we got to meet all these people at the fest. And now our goal was to hopefully have them on our show. And it's so cool that they, they're like, yeah, let's do it. And we can talk now. And it's so freeing. It is. I'm sure for a lot of people, they can talk about everything. And granted, we don't want to know secrets, but they can just talk about the process of how it all came to be. And um, I think that's it's so awesome. We get to be part of this. It's the new chapter in the Twin Peaks uh, mythology. I look at it that way. It's awesome. Yeah. So we have no community feedback this week. Oh, we got a lot of great stuff. I wish I can get into it all, but we, we just... We Why don't we ever have enough time? We well, this had... week, uh, you know, having her on was too spe- was very special, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like we can save a community feedback for next week or the week after. Sounds good. Yeah, but, but please keep it coming. We really enjoy it. We love the emails at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com. Also... You can support us by going to Tee Public. The link is in, in the show notes and on our webpage. It's everywhere, um, really. And you can buy a shirt, uh, a mug, anything that will support this podcast to keep on going and to uh, doing what we love to do. And and I always want to say, you know, we yeah. haven't said this in a while. It would be great if you guys can go to iTunes and rate us and review us. That is so important. It means so much to us to know that there's people out there that are enjoying the show and it gets other people to know about us. So it means so much. Keep it going. Thank you to everybody who has given us those five stars and given us a review on iTunes. Yes. Thank you to the community at large because I was amazed that our show stayed in that top 200 for almost the duration of Twin Peaks. And with so much other things going on, Game of Thrones yeah. and other things happening, it was something to still be in that top 200. Yeah, I was totally impressed because I thought Game of Thrones was going to flood the market, stocks were going to be down, Twin Peaks. <laughs> but no, uh, we we trudged on and a lot of us stayed up there and Diane and others. It was so cool to see Red all... Room podcast. Yeah. Did, yeah, they were involved. Counter Esperanto was on there a couple times and... You know, it's just really cool to see us hang around there um, and continue to stay up there. So uh, thank you to everybody. Also, Ben, you've been kicking ass on the old Twitter. Yeah, good old Twin Peaks Unwrap. You can check us out there. Thank you to everybody also who's been commenting there. I get uh, direct messages, and it's been a great community. I love this community. Also, thank you to everybody on Facebook. It has exploded. Um, I appreciate it. We are 
over a thousand. We're like uh, twelve hundred likes on on Facebook, which is awesome. So thank you to everybody who's liked us. Thank you for the people who are continuing having the conversations on Facebook, and thank you for all the messages. Um, I do my I try to do my best to return all messages on Facebook, good or bad, and. Uh, we do appreciate it, so thank you on that that area. I mean, Facebook has just exploded, yes, which is so cool. It's awesome, and I think that's it for so for social media, huh? I mean, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, and also a big thank you to the YouTube community, who is definitely um, our subscription base has gone up. Like every day, it's going up higher and yeah, higher. Yeah, we have a great community on on YouTube. I yeah. mean, they always have great comments and they and the great conversations and sharing. I, I do love that YouTube community too. I don't I don't think before we posted there, I realized what a great community there was out there. Yeah, it's really cool. It's something you you just don't think of. And you're like, wow, it's pretty cool. So yeah, thank you everybody on YouTube who uh, tunes in every week. And with that being said. Uh, next week, we hope to have another special guest. Yes. So please stay somebody tuned. Somebody related to uh, hopefully a cast or a crew or somebody who has worked on Twin Peaks. Ooh, getting a little uh, clues <laughs> out it there. Could, it could be from the original series or it could be from 2017. <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. So we'll see you guys next week.